This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. It is A.M. Springfield. We say good morning to Alderman Chuck Redpath. How are you? I'm doing well, Sam. How about yourself? Bring me up to date. I've not paid much attention, to be quite honest. Every once in a while, the paper will have something, maybe a radio station or a new... A, uh, TV stage will have something. Overall, how are the budget hearings going? Well, they're, they're, it's it, you know it's kind of a routine situation. Sure. They come up and uh, like I always say, there's uh, there's uh, there's plans and there's dreams and there's there's uh, wants and then there's exaggeration. So uh, we're in all those phases right now. And uh, right now it's it's going pretty well. We had uh, CWLP on there last night, which is a big uh, interest to me, obviously because I'm the alderman for Lake Springfield. And we had some tough discussions about um, uh, we started the sewer project last year to, to replace the sanitary uh, septic tanks out to the lake because they're leaking into our water supply. And I uh, was told this year that we probably uh, may not be able to continue at this year because money. Well, they're telling us that they got all this money and, and where is it? So uh, that's going to be an issue I'm going to take on. And um, I think the, uh, of course, that that also encompasses public works. Uh, tonight, we got the Springfield Police Department, and we uh, we got some tough questions for them too. Where do you see the biggest change in the proposed budget coming? In in what area? What department? Uh, probably public works and police. Um, uh, you know, we're having problems right now with the police department not being able to recruit. I mean, people just don't want to come to work. They don't want to be. Uh, it's hard to be a policeman now. Absolutely. All the all the drama that's going on around the country. It, puts a black eye on them, but I'm going to tell you something. We have a wonderful police department and we got good people. We just can't lower our standards uh, to bring, to take whatever's left over of, of the recruits out there. Cause everybody's competing for the same people. I can tell you as a, a former police officer, I've dealt, dealt with this situation myself for years as a manager, but um, I'm going to bring some ideas to the chief. And uh, I think that we need to raise the numbers in the police department. I think that we, need to raise the uh, starting pay in the police department right now we're probably ten thousand dollars below the next uh, uh, equal uh, police department in the city in the state of illinois we can't do that we're losing the good recruits to them and we're taking what's left over so we gotta we gotta think outside the box now it's time we got money let's use it and let's uh, boost up our police department and 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 work on issues that are really important to the city you know Downtown Springfield starts the main part of our sewer system. Uh, I'm in constant contact with with uh, Greg Humphreys out the sanitary district, and I said, "Give me a number. What is it, it, it to to start this project?" I said, "100 million." He goes, "He laughed at 100 million." So he said, "No, it's a lot more than that. Could be anywhere up to 300, maybe 400 thousand to take on that problem. It's not just our sanitary st- uh, systems." It's some. It's our. Uh, it's our rainwater systems too. You know the the drains and stuff. So, are you concerned about the quality of water, Lake Springfield? Uh, not right now. I'm not. Um, but if if we don't fix this septic system problem at Lake Springfield, it's going to be a problem because I got people who are waiting to replace their septic systems, which are almost gone. And I, I got a guy that just told me the other day. He says he's on, he lives on Hawthorne Lane. He said. If I wasn't replacing, if you weren't coming in with the sewer, I was going to have to spend thirty thousand dollars in a new septic system. We can't do that. We got to we got to move forward. We got to get the sewer system going, the, the sanitary sewer system going, so we can get rid of those septic tanks to protect our water source. Last night, Alderman Jim Donlin brought to uh, the city council a situation where a lady in his ward turned on a faucet and black black stuff came out. Mm. Uh, 
it it was it was a buildup of rust and dirt and all kinds of stuff. And he had a video of it and he showed it to us. So that is a concern. I know that the mayor uh, said at the end of the meeting we need to put the money into to that system to get it fixed. So that's that's good because we can't wait on on things like that. I asked that question uh, last night. I said. Uh, what's the safety of that water? Do you guys test that? And and the answer was, there's no danger. Well, I'm not going to drink. I mean, it was it was cold black. It was cold black. The pictures, and you know, it, be it whatever it is, it's in that system. So um, uh, the the mayor, I pretty much gave him an order to find whatever it's going to cost to get that fixed. What's the update on the Wyndham? Heard anything at all? Anything moving? I haven't heard anything uh, on the Wyndham. Uh, we did get a report from our tourism. Uh, director last night that things are uh, that uh, 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 you know th- their rates are up like ninety percent. Yeah, right. Occupancy, occupancy rates are yeah. unbelievable. And that's you know if that's the case, I mean you know they're they're claiming that his occupancy rates only in the twenties. Well, that's because you don't take care of the business. And uh, you mean the owner of the window? Absolutely. And there's been there's been uh, there's been people that offered to buy him out, and um, he's not interested in that. Uh, as long as this council sets the way it is, there's not going to be there's not going to be low income housing in in the Hilton. It's not going to happen, and uh, unless they find a way around us, um, then then it's going to stay the way it is. He has a chance to he can do 200 rooms and 200 low income housing units in there, and if uh, and we're not going to give him any more. What was the issue? Uh, I think uh, Roy Williams was spearheading it, if you will, leading the charge. Uh, I think Bill Bishop uh, was involved. What's that about? Are there some? What is Mr. Bishop as an entrepreneur, business owner, looking for? Well, I, I think he was wanting to craft grow, uh, uh, marijuana grow, and, okay. and he wants to put it in the AMC theater behind where there there's a distribution center yes, out there cr- yes. currently. And uh, he came and wanted to change some. Uh, he wanted a variance for some zoning change variances okay. in order to put that in there. Um, that's a controversial thing. That's a, uh, the the grow things are controversial, and and it's uh, there's more so than the dispensary. Well, yeah, because there's supposedly odor that comes well, off of it and that kind of thing. People so, will Lincoln will attest to that on the north side, right? And, and you know, the city council is getting criticized for why didn't we uh, set this up better so they those businesses could jump in? Well, we did it on purpose. When Senator Turner was here. She helped lead the charge on this that, look, we don't need to rush into this stuff. We need to make sure we know what we're doing. So we don't put neighborhoods at, at, at risk. We don't want these things uh, close to schools. We don't want them close to churches. We don't want them close to anything that's going to uh, you know, be a bad influence on our children. We're not going to do that. I would suggest just respectfully that anyone who owns land or going to purchase land might want to check the zoning around it. it it's you know what it is i mean people buy and there's a big empty lot next to them and then they wonder oh my gosh they're going to develop yeah they probably are right and you may want to check those things before you make a commitment and and we've had situations like that where people said i didn't realize that was going there well you know what it's it's a shame that your realtor didn't tell you because they got to know that this is this kind of thing's going on and um you know, we we got to watch out for 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 this this kind of situation. And you know what? I'm not saying Mr. Bishop's not going to get what no, he's looking right, for. No, right, exactly. I'm saying that we're gonna we're gonna scrutinize this and we're gonna make sure it's the right thing to do. And uh, we don't want uh, we don't want to put anybody in, in danger, and especially neighborhoods or or 
or school schools and churches. Hey, Chuck, but to be candid, and I believe is that he's not asking for something that hasn't been done before. There oh. have been zoning variances granted for this kind of situation, not yet. Okay, oh, not okay. yet because there's a guy up. Uh, there's a guy that left Springfield, went to Danville to put a, one in because he couldn't get the variance he wanted, and uh, but. This is a new, we're going to work through this. And uh, uh, all the aldermen are, are looking at this, and we'll see how it goes. But it's uh, it's not a rubber stamp by any means. It's, we have an obligation to protect the, the city, and we're going to do it. Uh, election coming up. Uh, I remarked to somebody the other day, at least as far as the mayor's race and maybe some of the aldermanic race get a little more intense, a little quiet at the moment. I think people are still, that's two and a half months out. I'm not sure people the, the the those political junkies who like politics have been paying attention for a long time, but I'm not sure the vast majority have. What's your take? Well, we're walking precincts in our campaign my, for my daughter, but sure. you know it's 62 days to the election. Yeah. Not that I'm counting, <laughs> but uh, I get up every morning at seven and start putting up signs and uh, go to bed about eleven o'clock. But you know, the bottom line is, is, yeah, it's it's still a little early, but. You know, when one person starts putting up signs, then everybody else starts putting up signs. And, uh, you know, we obviously didn't want to put start that sign war right now, but it, but it's underway. Um, you still have to develop your issues. You have to tell the people what you're going to do. And and uh, uh, the first debate for the mayor's office was kind of a casual debate, I think. Right. Uh, I think they're, they're, you'll see in the next few debates that they're going to start deep uh, delving into um, more uh, specific issues. And, uh, you know, so we'll see what happens. I, I uh, you know, there's, there's pretty, both Misty Busher and Jim Langford are pretty smart people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they both, uh, they both understand and they both have a love for the city. And uh, I just think that it's, uh, it's going to, you're going to see some uh, issues starting to develop. Are you surprised that there are four aldermanic seats that were uncontested? Well, in an era where everybody talks about local government, and a year or two ago, I thought everybody was saying, oh, the next like everybody's going to run. The mayor's race got down to two people. There were seven or eight people mentioned, including yourself. Right. Certainly was a, a strong contender, being strongly considered. And yet you look and there are four aldermanic races that are uncontested. Actually, it's five. Oh, it's, five. That's right. It's 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 uh, it's uh, uh, seven. I mean, eight, nine, ten, one and and uh, and two are uncontested. Right. And uh People get into this stuff and they think, I'm just going to run and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Not that easy. I mean, it's, it's not that easy. You have to go out, get your petitions filled. You have to raise tons of money. And in this day and age, you have to raise tons of money. You can't just, you just, you can't get by on $5,000. I mean, uh, you know, we raise a lot of money just to get through this stuff, but it's, it's a tough issue. And, and it's, it, it's, it's a thankless job. You don't, it, you're not in it to make, if you're in it to make money, you're in the wrong business. If you're not in this for public service and doing the right thing for your community, you shouldn't even consider it because that's what it's all about. How tough is it to see your daughter running? You are jaded. You're hard and you've been through it. You've won. You've been beat. You, your life goes on. Is it tougher watching your daughter go through this you know i'm very impressed with my daughter I, she's she's exceeded my expectations on the campaign we're doing very well uh i i can tell you that uh this month alone i walked 67 miles uh walking door to door my personally i got it on my phone so i checked that and uh we're working hard and she's she's a different style of politician than i am i'm a i'm a nuts and bolts beat on the door uh Cut rough and tumble kind of guy. She's different. She uh, uses technology and she uses her personality uh, very well. So 
I, it's I'm, I'm I'm really impressed with her, and um, I think she's going to do well. When it's all said and done, I think that's going to be the best race of all the all the elections. I really, do, including school board, park board, aldermanic races, I, the mayor's race. I think the city's treasurer is race is what's going to get the focus yeah, and the we, attention. We feel pretty good about it. our numbers are looking pretty good. So good, good to see you, my friend. All right, thank you. Thanks, buddy. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.